0: This is The One Podcast with Andy Murphy and Gavin Jones
1: Good afternoon Gavin Jones, how are you?
0: I'm alright mate, how are you? Quite nervous actually. Why? Because you're in the big dog seat.
1: I'm sat in, in a seat which I never thought I'd sit in. Mm. Um, this is
0: like a, a bucket list thing for you, isn't it? Well, I'm a frustrated frustrated radio
1: presenter always wanted to get into it, but um, we're recording live from Hits Radio in Central Manchester today and we've got one of Hits Radio's presenters so it's all a bit scary for me this. No, you, you look comfy, mate. You look you look like you, well, you should be there. Born to do it, man. Your hair's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you, you have an intro for our very I've written an special intro, yeah. Guest.
0: So um, today's guest has had a colourful and extremely varied career so far, covering why different... Why is he colourful? Just shut up. Uh, no, cause... but why? Why is it Because co- <laughs> you You've said that because you've cribbed it from you know Wikipedia just, or somewhere. Just the, I haven't... I've written no, this. you just, totally you've just robbed, that that from robbed That is not robbed. Is, is that is not robbed. He's had a colourful career. Can I, can I carry mean? on? Can I carry on? Because well, you've done well, loads it's... of different things. Yeah. Can I carry on? All right, carry on. It's a strong start. Wow. Yeah. So uh, different media, radio, TV... Film, yeah, okay. music Yeah, film Voiceovers Love Actually though. I Don't really Being like a biographical author Of two iconic characters of British comedy <laughs> This is true Yes <laughs> He's not only a voice you recognise On your morning Manchester commute But he's also Responsible he Fuck take Have so you done a, your research? Not, he, he, do you know who I am? Can I, I, uh, can I just finish my thing please? Am I just a stand-in for somebody else That you were meant to get? <laughs> oh, like, this was this I is meant the to be Sorry mate really I was sorry. meant to be Fleur East I finish my thing? <laughs> you know, what I? He's also responsible for the song "Ring Ding Ding," oh, which had was to released it. in the UK during the crazy yeah. frog phenomenon. Yeah, thank you. Cheers for that. Yeah, it's all right. He's also a father and helps raise awareness for the condition colitis. You definitely have robbed this from Wikipedia. Yeah, sorry. totally. You totally um, have? I haven't robbed it. I've written it, but used the fact. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the voice that you can hear criticizing me every five <laughs> seconds is Mr. Come Wes on. Butters. Yay! Yes, Wes. Yes. yes.
1: Well, it's great to have you on
0: your show, or our show. Well, or you I'm feel show. like it's someone else's show I love here, the fact, we?
2: though, because I'm usually sat where you are, right? Yep. Doing all the buttons and stuff. Wearing headphones. And, and today, I'm not pressing any buttons. Not, do, no you like do you like that?
1: Do you prefer that?
2: It's the first... No, I've, I don't do this. So, it's weird. It's like being out of my comfort zone.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Mm, well, that's
2: but, good. We'll okay. see where we get on.
1: Well, I, I want to start at the beginning for you, because um, I've always thought radio was notoriously hard to get into. Yeah. So, you left school... Uh, yeah. You went to college and then to university to study media studies
2: yeah, well, I actually went to Salford uni straight from school, oh did you yeah okay I black I went to Eccles College because they had a media studies course, and I thought I want to do media, so I went there and it was so uninspiring i can't <laughs> i can 't tell you how dull it seemed to be to to even think of that as a as a way in uh, but Salford uni had this amazing course where they'd send you out with cameras or recorders or whatever and you'd have to just you know a really practical media course and so I went along to them at 16 and just begged them and said will you please take me well
0: wow. and uh, they did do you know that we were at Salford Uni at the same time you'd give over yes we- No. no then. I went to Salford Uni for a year where were you I was in the. Adelphi? Poli- I was in uh, politics and contemporary history was what? my co- Yeah, oh. you didn't even know that, did so you? So you failed that course and yeah. started another one? I spent one. most of my time at Castle Airwell in my room, mm. hungover. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wow. much. The Pav. The Pav? Yeah. There we yeah. go. Small Flippin world. Heck. Yeah. Small world. So that I, yeah, I don't remember I, you though. I, um, I <laughs> You didn't, made no impression on me. I, I wasn't there. I was oh, in my right. room, right? Basically oh, hung do. over most of the time. Yeah. Um, so, how's the career in politics going? Um, great. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. just won an election. I oh, know it was the other fat bloke. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, crikey.
1: Anyway, so, so how does Salford Uni go from Salford Uni into radio? How did you get into it? Because you started so, in traffic first, didn't
2: you? Well, yeah. So I wanted to be a uh, film director because my mate every summer his parents would hire a. You remember you had to v- hire a video camera and. Um,
0: like Russian one, like, like a massive yeah. big.
2: God, are we allowed to swear, by the way? Yes. All right, great. Uh, a big fuck off. <laughs> wow. You okay. know how Liberating that feels.
1: <laughs>
0: Usually it's says <his, laughs> Jesslyn. We'll, all I am. We'll just put, we'll just put the. Li- we'll, Lewis Capali's on the way. Yeah. We'll, we'll just fuck put, off. We'll just put the little e next to the broadcast. Yeah, that'll be fine. Anyway. So they hire this massive. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone, by the way. You're right. <laughs> you okay.
1: Oh my life.
2: I guess for some people that's the first time they'll have heard me swear, though, because if you just hear me on the radio being all pleasant and nice and then there's this dirty, fucking
1: horrible <laughs> side of me. <laughs> Maybe you should stop the swearing thing, actually. Right, OK. Um, no, it's fine. No, it's, it's amazing. It's, and I can see in your face it is quite liberating to swear because you're actually at work and you wouldn't normally do that. So, this yeah, this and,
2: so <laughs> anyway, back that. to the original uh, point of me saying it is because yep. they would get this massive camera a VHS camcorder every uh, every summer and, and I would make little films with him and that's why I wanted to be a film director. I thought I really enjoyed doing this. So uh that was the idea and uh I couldn't get a break in TV or hmm. film. How long know. did that
0: go on for? Where you were trying oh, to get a into A couple it. of years. Yeah. You know, and, offering, and, yeah. And writing
2: letters constantly. I right. wrote loads and loads of letters and um, you know, got nothing back and it was my because we had to do radio as part of it, and I did terribly. Like I remember getting forty two percent in in the overall score. <laughs> it was just you know, and and the, and the guy had written on the report saying, yeah, clearly not 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 for you. Uh, but that was fine because I didn't want to do radio. But he did say maybe radio is a, a way in a sort of back door into TV or film. And the AA are looking for travel reporters, so I went there and put on my best voice, read out. M6 is busy and M60 is <laughs> clogged uh, clockwise. And uh, he gave me a job. And of course, you know, getting money all of a sudden, that, that, that changes you. And then to be surrounded by people who all they want to do is be the presenter at the radio station. They don't want to do the traffic and travel nope. forever. right? So they are so enthusiastic and I just got swept along with this. Yeah, I want a show as well. And before I knew it, I was on the wave doing overnights in Blackpool. 20 pounds a show. cost 13 quid to get there on the train.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Midnight
2: till
1: six. Oh wow, well, that's Jesus
0: that's a shift, Christ. isn't it? That's a shift. Wow.
1: And nobody listening in that sort of time, and only people working night shifts and, and... no, no, there surprised. was one guy, there
2: was one guy listening. He yep. was the guy who did the evening show before me, who would because li- he would then go on to do an overnight shift in a care home. <laughs> and this is a true story, right? And he would listen into my show and he'd phone me up. To criticize the way I was doing it, I mean, I was terrible. You know, I have got some tape somewhere, and it was awful. But to have the guy before you doing the show before you call up as you're doing it like a live commentary, and that oh, wasn't very good. And, Don't do that, and say this. And
1: <laughs> so, so, radio wasn't a, a passion for you from school. No, or I, just I, something I, that you No,
2: learned... And that is true. I do feel a bit of an imposter actually, because there are people out there like um, uh, Stephanie Hurst, Moyle's, who are true radio people and absolutely love the medium and mm. i i love it because it's what i do and i want to do a good job um but i'm not a radio anorak like so many of my colleagues <laughs> so but i don't mean that in a in a, in a bad way i, I just mean. mean i, I feel a bit of an imposter sometimes because i didn't set out i didn't want to do that. i didn't have a radio studio when i was a kid but and, without
1: blowing too much smoke you're very good at it you're quite natural you presenting you. style Thank is you. Like your mate, like listen to your mate on the radio, that's the way I hear you anyway. You.
2: thank you so much.
1: Is, is that not how you feel? Is it just like a, does it come natural to you or is it something you think about or?
2: No, and that's the other thing, it doesn't come natural to me at all.
1: Interesting, so, okay. Uh,
2: so whereas people like Moyles f- clearly born to do it, uh, for me to just get away with it, I have to work really hard.
1: Okay. It doesn't come easy. So you did your overnights on the radio and you had that one guy who rang you up and then
0: how did that? How did that progress? That's a, sorry, and that's it. a rite of passage, isn't it, for every radio presenter? It's yeah. to do the the graveyard shift. Right? You get that. Yeah, everyone gets that first before they get anything that's remotely. Yeah, yeah. Where you could screw yeah. everything up. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you have to do that. But but nowadays the, the the way the landscape is, you haven't got the radio stations. They're not live anymore overnight. Right. So you haven't got. You know, if I was trying to get into radio now, I could not do it because I was so bad for years and years. Uh, So I had the luxury of doing shows that were never going to get heard.
1: But, But then that moves on to being one of the youngest ever presenters of the top 40 on Radio One, which was a the, the massive youngest. show, yeah, you took the, over the from... youngest
0: Radio One presenter. That wasn't on Wikipedia, by the way. <laughs> no, and you
1: took over from Mark Goodyear. And before I did. before Mark Goodyear, it was Bruno Brooks, Tony Black, but you know all these yeah. big,
0: big names, and there you are. So he's been self quite self deprecating, saying that you you know you have to work really hard on it. But that's like a massive how did that call get? That? Yeah,
2: it was a sort of fluke uh, no. look uh, being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, although I wasn't in the right place for. So where Radio were you? What, what I was station? working the northeast. Right. Uh, I was quite happy. I, I <laughs> love Newcastle, and I was doing mid-mornings on Galaxy in the northeast, and loving it as head of music, having a great time. And a guy came in who did the show after me, and he said, uh, "Oh, such and such at Radio One has asked for your phone number." Wow. And. Um, I hope you won't mind on me saying this, but he, he was he had a reputation for not always telling the truth <laughs> and whining people up. And I thought, and I and I said, Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And thought no more of it until I got a phone call from this guy claiming to be from Radio One. And the way he <laughs> the way he still describes it, I told him to piss off and put the phone down. No way. Uh it's true, it's true. Because I thought it was this guy whining me up. Uh so he called again. Rejected, went through to voicemail. He said, No, it really is. Call this number and ask for extension, whatever. And I recognized the number as being the the BBC on Oxford Road, that, that main reception number. Mm. Got through to reception and it was, Hi, uh, producer of Mark and Lard here in Top 40 Radio 1, leave a message. And uh, again, I'm going to have to swear for this because this is true. I went, Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the voicemail. <laughs> So then he called back and he said, look, you know, we've been listening around and uh, we like you and can you come in for a chat? So I went, I drove all the way to Manchester and it went, how do you think it went, by the way?
1: Obviously it went well. It went well, obviously, because you got the job, but um, I mean... Yeah, you'd think that, wouldn't you? They, d- they must have seen something in you. Too. It, was it was absolutely, absolutely horrendous. Oh, was it? it was no,
2: because I was sat there a bit, I'm quite a shy person and I was, I was very overawed by the whole thing because I never, I, I'd never listened to Radio 1 I had no ambition to get on Radio 1. Um, and yet, they're there, opposite me, the desk, obviously, between us, and there's two people, and, and they're saying, so why do you want to work at Radio 1? And, and what shows do you like at Radio 1? And I couldn't answer the questions, because...
0: You were into well, I don't.
2: And, uh, you know, what kind of music are you into? Oh, my God, I mean, it's so eclectic. I mean, everything from Elton John. Well, as soon as you say Elton John, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> he admitted to me, it didn't go so well. But we think there's something there. And this was months later. You know, I thought, oh, that's that. And, um, and it was that point that he said, Mark Goody is leaving and it's for the top 40 that we're interested in you. Which, again, was a massive shock. Because I thought, surely you mean weekend overnights, like at bank mm. holidays. It's a big show, isn't it? A massive show. You know, yeah. and, and so many people were Who? linked. Jamie Feekst, I think, was in there. Scott Mills was in there in the running. Uh, and all these different names and I thought well, it's never going to be me but it, it was like X-Factory it s- slowly but surely got whittled down to the final three and um, I was told we'll meet Andy Parfit is the controller mm. uh, at the Langham Hilton opposite from BH just have a drink with him see if he likes you and I think he, it was it came down to him to right. say right which one <clears throat> and the next day I got a phone call and he just said yes and wow, I was like, shit
0: who did you phone first? God, I
2: can't remember. Honestly, can't remember. really.
0: Were you were you like shaking? And
2: yeah, I was just I just couldn't believe it. You know, when you get the just the best news ever, mm. career, because I ca- really wanted it. A career
1: high for you, that the top of the top of the shop.
0: It, it, I'd have to say, yeah. Career I mean, change, news that isn't it? Basically,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. because yeah. you'd it, have to move move house and all mm. those sort of things as well, wouldn't you? A complete life. But changing. it wasn't
2: like just going to do overnights or mm. a weekend show. It was going to do the top forty, and. As you say, there was only eight people before me since 1967 that had done it. So the weight of that... And I think I was... And don't forget, I was 22. So, yes, it was a career. It was probably the pinnacle. um, But I feel I'm much happier. I'm me now. Whereas at the time, I'm still developing and getting to know who I was on the radio Mm -hmm. and find my voice and all of that. And I think I handled it well, but it was... I remember massive amount of pressure trying to do it.
1: So on, on the first day of that show, you walk in the studio, you sit there, was it just you on your own or was there a room full of people because it was your first show or...? Yeah,
2: there was, was a lot of... Uh, yeah, I, I remember the first one went well.
1: <laughs> as,
2: as well as it could have gone. Uh, it's a blur, I've never listened to it back. They had a party afterwards. Wow. Who was number one? Um, Crazy remember. Frog. I can't remember. That can that came much <laughs> later. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I have to look it up, but... I remember it was, it was good. But I think whenever you, I've, I've realised, whenever you do your first show, like if Andy ever got a show, right, your first show would always be brilliant because your adrenaline's going, mm. you're really focused, you're on it. You've got to watch out for the second one. And I was saying to people, oh, yeah, that might have gone well, but just let's concentrate on the next week's show. And I'm very much like that. If the show, even now, if the show goes well, I think, yeah, that's great, but let's, yeah. let's, let's concentrate on the, on the next one, make mm. sure that's okay. Never rest, never rest. It's always trying to make good the next good have, I think it's it's mm. it is, but it's also quite uh, tiring. I understand that. Mentally you know
1: I mean. exhausting. I completely yeah, completely understand that because you yeah. can't switch off. Yeah, mm. interesting. You
0: you got uh, some more questions there, Gav? We're going to swap yeah. swap these questions um, around. In 2005, you start the first world's first professional podcast. Wow. Yes, company. <laughs> Doing your own work, lad, do not you? So, so, I'm I'm laughing because nobody's
2: actually picked up on that yet. And now podcasts are such a big thing, yes. Uh, Well,
0: 2005, I didn't know what a podcast was and most people didn't. So you, either you've you've got a time machine and you've not told anyone or you have some serious amount of vision to think podcasting is going to be a massive thing. Yeah. Can you tell me, I've got my idea of what you, I thought you were doing, but can you tell me what the aim of it was and how it was meant to work?
2: So the backstory to that is <laughs> um, the same guy that I did the crazy frog with. Daryl Denham. Daryl Denham. Wow. He and I I'm sure met, you think I do nothing, you know. Well, I do wonder. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, um, we'd met in a pub in London and it was a crowd of us, but we got chatting. I knew him from Virgin Breakfast. He said his agent had just come back from America. And uh, there's a guy there who's doing this thing called podcasting. So that was the first time I'd ever heard the word in that pub, podcasting. And he's selling it at 25p a time, and he's selling so many thousand every day. So he's so what podcasts. Okay. 20, 25p a time. of Just him. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Just, just, just chatting. him chatting about he what? Just, I guess he was a sort of... Um, like, they, they do on YouTube now.
0: Yeah, okay, He's okay. He's doing okay. that. His
2: daily, whatever, yeah, just, yeah. you know, I went well, shopping. Hey, guys, I went shopping today. Yeah. This is what I bought. Is he from New Zealand? <laughs> All right, the impressions might be a little bit sketchy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so he said, uh, he said, I'm thinking about doing something like that. I said, well, well good luck, good luck. And uh, then I get an email the next day saying, do you want to get involved in this? Absolutely. And so we thrashed out some names and podcasting.com had got taken, but... Um, podcasts.com that had been taken. So you just go through the variations. And we ended up on podshows.com. And so we were way ahead of everyone else, because mm-hmm. like you say, nobody had heard of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but for that reason, we got a lot of interest from uh, presenters who wanted to be part of it. So at the time, it was making bespoke programs using well-known household names uh, and turning them into a some sort of MP3 yeah. show but mp3 players were sort of in their infancy as well i was gonna they? say so
0: how did people listen to them
2: well they would just download them they'd log on the website on a website and, and download. No, yeah. it was all monetized it was all monetized right. but it was clear to me <laughs> uh and it, and because we're the first you're just constantly learning and changing direction and by the end of it it was moving into more sponsored uh, yep. podcasts from companies like lonely planet or sainsbury's or whatever mm-hmm.
0: so did you were you getting the listeners i mean were the numbers there uh from memory yes
2: but not in the in the volume that you've got now yep. i mean it's it's
1: massive no, you it's know there's daily
2: star got behind it for example and we were giving wow. out free podcasts we uh talk sport they were running uh, live reads on it and commercials and everything because we were doing all their podcasts mm. as well that's incredible um
1: Is it something you're still involved with, podcasts, or...? No,
2: no. And in fact, uh, I I was at a dinner party, I sat next to somebody from Spotify, and um, she'd said... (laughs) Clang. Well, it's not really a clang, is it? Somebody from Spotify. (laughs) But she said... uh, I think I'd said to her about this pod shows and the fact that we had to go into all the record labels and negotiate rates and all of that. And uh, she said, shit, you you were them who did it, and you paved the way for us to go in and do it. No way. Great. I could have been the next Spotify.
0: So absolutely you. flabbergasted when I saw it. 2005.
1: Yeah. A long time ago.
0: I mean, I only really discovered podcasts about four years ago, mm-hmm. I think. The, the same, yeah. yeah. Um, they only became
1: kind of popular over the past
0: five well, or six years. I've phone phenomenon and helps it, so you've got an app Yep, mm. downloads them. The, I think the previously, app. have you... You were going into a website to listen to it. Then you were tied to your PC, of weren't you? Yeah, back yeah, in yeah. your yeah. in that day, mm. back so in the, your day, back in your day, back, back in, in your day, mate. <laughs> How old are you, by the way? <laughs> I'm 43.
2: What do you mean, back in my day? Then I'm younger than you. has <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> got you there, lad. Like. He's yeah. older than me. All right,
2: yeah. I All knew
0: right. you were going to say that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. there's no but need for you.
2: You know, there are. I've got ideas for podcasts, so I don't know. You know, maybe one day I might start on my own. And there's a couple of people that have suggested that we do podcasts, and that I'm interested in. In doing it with them so
0: i thought when when i saw the idea what i thought you were doing was offering the facilities for people to record their own podcasts Not that's what i thought yeah. back then it would have been hard for people to record it and then upload it and all that whereas now everyone can do it in the bedroom and then upload it on the phone or whatever it's it, so i was wondering whether it was yeah no i had my own studio at home yeah. and people would you know one minute you'd have tony blackburn in your in your,
2: <laughs> in your front bedroom that's acting like a, a studio and then next minute, Henry Kelly. You remember Henry oh, Kelly off Golden Gold? Going for, for gold. Yes. What, what am I? He,
1: to, yeah. he kept showing up
2: every day at my house <laughs> because he would do this daily one. And let me tell you, he was so articulate. So he'd show up at seven o'clock. And of course, no answer because I'm in bed. And my phone would go, Henry, morning, it's seven o'clock. I know, dear boy, I'm outside. I'm at your front door. I, I, I want to record. So then he'd come upstairs. That was, wow. uh, that was Northern Irish, is it Irish or Northern Irish? <laughs> no, it was good, it was But right. you know where I'm, yeah. And uh, so he'd come upstairs and I'd sit him down, I'd literally be in my dressing gown or something like that, you know, I'd go out of bed, I'd <laughs> power it all up, record, because he wanted it to be like cutting-edge news. The first thing you do, you download that. Mad. Which is why he got there early. But he, would, he wouldn't have any notes. He wouldn't do a retake, he wouldn't um and er, uh. he just sort of wax lyrical by himself for 15 minutes. Would we'll draw it to a close. See, see you tomorrow. Off we wow. go. Every day, wow. Every Imagine day,
1: Henry Kelly. Every day in your bedroom. Um, okay. So uh, the way I look at podcasts <laughs> is. Where was that going? I Fox. don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> podcasts are miniature radio shows is that the way you see them <coughs> well, that's the way i should and people see, can yeah. t- take the podcast with them anywhere can't they which is the beauty of it and then listen to it at their leisure i listened to one this morning on my morning walk because that's something i do now and it was great for an hour a Jeff Lynn interview and it's uh awesome stick it i in can't wait to go. listen to that yeah. one
0: actually
1: um you've mentioned well somebody mentioned I'm not sure if it was me or wes uh, crazy frog um are we allowed to talk about crazy frog of course, yeah. Okay. What well, do you want to say? Well, were you behind it totally, or where did the idea come from?
2: Again, uh, working with Daryl uh, Denham, we were in the pub, and the ringtone was massive. It was everywhere. Everyone had the ringtone. So the ringtone was the nothing ringtone to do with existed, either. right? Okay. And uh, it came up on the TV in the pub, the, the advert for it. We just said, if we put a beat behind that, maybe we can turn that into a sort of parody song or something um so that's what we did i took it in i was doing early breakfast at radio one and i took it in and the producer was like absolutely no way you are not playing this it's shite no 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 way i was like oh come on just just like 15 seconds so reluctantly he went right fine but do it now whilst nobody's listening management aren't listening so i played it and the text machine went crazy play it again play it again that's brilliant that's no brilliant mother. So uh, then the producer oh, sort of turned about and went, uh, you've got to play it again. It's brilliant. I uh, said, no, we'll, we'll play it tomorrow. We'll play it tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll tease it and say, we'll play it again tomorrow and we'll play it again at half six tomorrow. When we've got a bigger audience. And at, at half six, of course, Moyles was coming in to work. So he heard it and he came bursting into the studio going, oh, I need that, I need that, I need to play it. And so he played it. And usually I used to hang around uh, for the first hour or so of his breakfast show. So maybe I did that. I think he played it and then I, I used to walk home as well so by the time all that had happened I got home and I had two record deals and Top of the Pops wow <laughs> saying can you come on this
0: Friday like, so what can Friday? come on as what I mean it's just a parody song so did you go on Top of the Pops as you no, or- no, no? so the story for me about this yeah. is not is is about the bureaucracy or the red tape that you had to go through with the Crazy Frog people because yes. you didn't invent Crazy Frog no so you've just took the ringtone and yeah. then put a dance beat behind yes. it. So axel F version wasn't out at this point. They then no. took your idea and gone, we'll do the same thing. Exactly. No way. But you weren't able to... That's the story behind this. You weren't able to release it because they wouldn't let you. So you had to come and do it under Pond Life. Yeah, so this... Is that so right? E- I might have I got that right. Exactly right. right. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's so... Um, I don't want to shatter anyone's... Because people come up and go, oh, you're the crazy frog. And I go, yeah, 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 sorry about that. But because uh, it's such a convoluted story. But in a nutshell, it was all ready to go, destined to be number one. Needed to get it out straight away. Hmm. Radio One were playing it, obviously saying it was my track. Moyles was loving it. Every time Moyles played it, it just you could, you could tell. Even though it was before social media, there was a real sort of wave of enthusiasm that you could feel for it. Uh, So we signed up with a record label that had experience in novelty-type records. So he signed us up to do the track properly. Uh, Then we had a bit of legal problems with the people who owned the ringtone because they said, we can't use that. Mm. So we had to get a sound-alike to replicate the Crazy Frog. You can't tell. I mean, I I do wonder whether we did that, but we did because I was there in the studio when he did it, so I know that. But if you were listening you won't be able to tell at all. So we did all that. Meanwhile, the record company signed the company that owned the, the ringtone. Right. And so they played us off against Ooh, each other. Uh, yeah, right, there we go. And uh, it, one of the things that they did when they signed them was uh, say, well, we want our version out first. Right. And so we were weeks behind, and it just it just killed it. Having said that, we spent five weeks in the top 40...
1: That's an amazing achievement which, in itself, isn't which it? Which is re- just purely on sales, no, no downloads. Um, There's a, a scary um, stat which I pulled off the internet, and Crazy Frog was voted the 25th worst song of the noughties.
2: Well, that was the XLF version. The, the list of songs,
1: <laughs> the list of songs before that. Um, so songs which are meant to be worse than that are uh, DJ Otzi, Hey Baby, yeah. Which yeah, okay. you could give them that. Um, it's Loppy, the JCB
0: song. No, Ooh, love that song. It's a great song. Great awesome. song. It's a Christmas song as well. Is it a Christmas song? You yeah. buy a Christmas album and that'll be on it because it came out at Christmas. It was number one at Christmas, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. True Steppers, Pretty Dane song. Bowers. Yeah, I agree.
1: Daniel... <laughs> Daniel Powell's a Bad Day. Um, no, that's a good song as well. Chico, I, Chico Time. He read
0: this list to me the other day, and I, I said to him, Daniel Poulter's probably because it got hammered and people got sick of it. Yeah. that makes sense? Yes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the one that really surprised me
1: was "Awesome No Tomorrow. Which, awesome. Song, which
0: we love. It's a great song. That's the song you great cover. Great song.
1: Why would that be yeah. the worst song of the noughties? yeah weird i don't know why but even now i mean i did an interview last week
2: for some tv i think tv quick or some magazine to do with tv and she and that's all she wanted to talk about is the crazy frog and you don't want to go into all the legality of the, the you know the story the convoluted legalities of it all so i just go yeah 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 you know there was a fat fatwa out and she goes really and i go yeah <laughs> well just you've
0: just mentioned interviews there you mean you you've, you've you've interviewed all sorts of top celebrities musicians and stuff um Kylie Minogue, Destiny's Child, Black Eyed Peas. Again, you've got, got this off Wikipedia. Yeah, totally. Um, anyway. Somebody needs to update that. Yeah. I've done <laughs> George people. Michael was on there, by the way, which... Oh, that yeah, lovely yeah. guy. Who's the most interesting person that you've interviewed and why? Oh, Jesus.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, the, the, there are some that that blend and I, I, I forget I've done them, to be honest with you. So I guess I would pick people like John Cleese or Ricky Gervais where... It's, for example, John Cleese, right, I'm a huge fan of Faulty Towers, absolutely love it, and suddenly, and I've been watching it all my life, and then now I'm going to interview mm. the guy who wrote and starred it, and John Cleese, Monty Python and so on, Legend. and clockwise, oh my god, how do we deal with this, because usually it's some sort of D-list celeb or one-hit wonder, <laughs> Yep. (laughs) And you go through the motions, "Eh, tell us about your new song, you know, very interesting, we're going to play it now, introduce your new song, whatever, (laughs) right? (laughs) But here, now John Cleese, it's like, oh, great, okay, well, I don't want this to... And also, you've got to be careful if you meet your heroes too. And particularly if people are warning you, well, uh, you know, I know somebody else interviewed him and he can be very difficult, so, you know, be careful. So uh, warned about all of this... I started off the interview by saying, look, come in clean, basically. And it worked really well that I said, uh, please, I'm such a big fan, and I've loved Faulty Towers, and please don't declare this like the worst interview you've ever done, and don't storm out, don't give me one word answers, please, please. And they say never meet your heroes, and well, here we are. So, <laughs> so that softened him. Did then, he love that? And he liked that, and you could tell he sort of, he said, uh, he said oh no, I'm a pussycat, and, and, and from that moment on it was a great interview. And uh, similarly with, with Gervais, because um, we had to do him for Afterlife when he brought that out, or just, just before. And I was given the login to Netflix to watch the series Afterlife and I expected to watch one or two episodes. It's brilliant. It's, it's a brilliant absolutely show. Absolutely it's,
0: it's amazing. Yeah. Considering who he is and Incredible. what he does. It's, it's, He's so good at that yeah. sort of thing, isn't he? Beautiful. So
2: I'm sat there, and this is the afternoon before we're going to interview him, i'm thinking i can't watch the entire series i'll blag it i'll just watch one or two (laughs) well i sat down to watch one and that's that's his stipulation by the way so if you're going to interview him one can't be late two you've got to watch the entire series
1: right otherwise no point
2: right fair enough but if you get the login only a day before and you've got to binge watch that afternoon and you've got everything to do and kids school and tea to make and all that but i watched the first one i was pleasantly surprised it's only half an hour i'll watch another one i was watch another one. Oh, what time is it now? <laughs> and before I knew it, I'd got to the... And I had to finish it. You had it. to finish it, yeah. And so the next day came and was well prepared to ask him questions that you could only know if you'd have watched it. Mm,
0: that's good. Cool. It's interesting that I've asked you about who you've interviewed and who were the most interesting. You've picked two comedy, uh, British comedy sort of geniuses. Yeah. Um, obviously, you, I mentioned before that you've written two books. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Kenneth Williams and Charles Hawtrey, yeah, from the Carry On films. Yes. Yeah, so, what's yeah. Dead your relationship? Camp comedians and a speciality. What's your? I did mention that to <laughs> um, Did you? Uh, it was what's the, your not- relationship with, with with Carry On films? It's just an obsession, and why? why? Well, it's
2: just growing up in Salford, you know, in the eighties uh, and nineties, and I always felt that I was almost because it was quite a rough place where I grew up, and um, I always felt uh, I'd been born into the wrong place because uh, I'm quite sensitive I'm shy like I've said
0: it's kind of and, a bit misty
2: in here <laughs> yeah just coming back in time back to 1980s Salford <laughs> the other thing is I didn't sound like it was from Salford so I would get bullied for that right. you know, why are you talking our posh for you <laughs> like, and it, that was because my grandparents were German and they'd say oh Wesley don't say car say car so I'd go back to school say oh look at that car <laughs> and they'd say no, what are you talking about that for? It's so it sort of, I got rid of my, um, my accent, and so it was, it was pretty tough. And what was the question? I forgot another question. Kenneth Williams. Drive, oh, Kenneth Williams. Williams. Yeah, so I'd watch, uh, <laughs> I'd watch Carry On films and uh, stuff on TV, Laurel and Hardy and uh, Norman Wisdom and stuff uh, that brought real colour into my life and these comedy characters as well. And that was the way I got through school is I, I you know, like a lot of, comedians they put up that sort of comic persona and they're able to quick one-liners or impressions of the teachers or whatever and that's the kind of thing i did to get through it as i got older i then became more interested in the people behind right. the carry-ons or laurel and harder themselves because they were real people you know as a kid you think they're just caricatures they're mm. like cartoon characters and as you get older you realize what well, they're real people and then i became fascinated with kenneth williams diaries came out so tortured mm. in real life I couldn't believe it. So I was reading that as a 16-year-old that really uh, uh, affected me and then to find out Charles Hawtrey was this this alcoholic pisshead for the last 20 years of his life. Is such a small little diminutive man going around the pubs in Deal no on way. the South Coast. Wow. telling the, the regulars, you know, peasants, <laughs> was kind of <laughs> spitting at them and 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 falling over drunk. So I became very very interested in all of that and uh, I wanted to write Hawtree's book first, but the Kenneth Williams one came along first. So I did that one for Harper Collins, and off the back of that, I did uh, Charles Hawtree.
1: The the Hawtree book was the number one pre-ordered biography on Amazon. Think, at one point.
2: Yeah, Wikipedia. yeah, that it's well, true because uh, I went on Steve right in the afternoon. No way, what? Wow. Um, and that was the moment that he just went to number one. Brilliant. That's
1: amazing. Shall we move on to music? Uh, yeah, because that yeah I Wes has got to know. do his yeah, show most... soon, so... Oh, oh God! Please. We've asked you to pick four songs, and this is a really hard yeah. task, because me and Gavin did this to ourselves a couple of months back, and it's just hard, isn't it? Because if I did that again today, it'd be five different songs.
0: Yeah, it, it changes every day, if you think about it, because yeah. you, you it reflects your mood. So tell us why you've picked uh, the
1: first song, which is by The Smiths. Love The Smiths, love Morrissey, or do I? <laughs> I
2: don't know. He's a big fan of Fortree. Um, I know he's read the book.
1: Ah! Oh,
2: that's cool. Because I was uh, doing a gig with Janice Long and we'd never met before and she said the night before we should meet at least on the phone. So I'm talking to her and she's saying, oh, and you'll have to tell me all about Charles Hawtrey. And uh, I said, so how do you know that? And she said, oh, a famous friend has told me, oh, you're working with Wes Bursey. He's written this fantastic book on Charles Hawtree." Wow. So all the way through the conversation, of course, I just, just let it slide then, but I came back to it at the end and said, go on, you're going to have to tell me who your famous friend is. And she said, Morrissey.
1: <sighs> well, Morrissey used a lot of um, images of Carry On films on his uh, singles covers, and right. Charles yeah, is on one yeah. of them. Yeah, I think yeah. it's on Panic. Yeah,
2: but that was never—that was uh, not actually signed off by Morrissey or Johnny Marr. Ah. He's was actually quite angry about that. Okay. The use of... I, I think it's great. It's a very... Um, for a best-of album, it's quite an iconic cover, having Hawthorne in the front. Mm. But yeah, Johnny Marr said that's a, a, an approximation of... Of what a music exec thinks should go on the cover of a okay. Smith song. Should we ever
1: listen to the song? Go for it. So the the opening line is, belligerent ghouls run Manchester schools, spineless swine, cemented mines.
2: Beautiful. Yeah, well, it was a a toss-up between that or The Queen Is Dead. The Queen Is Dead is a massive, (laughs) one of my favourite songs ever. I just love it. I love Mike Joyce on the drums. It's just brilliant. But I felt The Queen had had such a (laughs) tough time recently. I'll not choose The Queen Is Dead. (laughs) Cool. Uh, But I have got, in my office, I've got a massive poster, probably about as big as the door, that was taken down from the Free Trade Hall on the last gig from the Queen is Dead uh, wow. tour that he did, signed by him so I went for that one I think um,
1: that one second favourite so you, your second choice is quite a modern song an up to date song brand newish yep uh, Billie Eilish yep what's, what, what's the story behind this how can you like this well, I one I felt like
2: I had to pick somebody new <laughs> <laughs> I can't just uh, wallow in the 80s so uh Billy you know, Billie Eilish as soon as uh, my daughter was a massive fan of hers and was always uh, going about Billie Eilish and I uh, was in New York and I saw a big billboard of Billie Eilish and I but I never listened to her until I saw her at Glastonbury. And uh, I couldn't believe when she came out on stage. 17, I think she was, when she did that. Just, it was like watching, I don't know, somebody just, just rising up, you mm. know? And uh, I was absolutely blown away by that. So much so that I just was going... I was doing Hits Breakfast the next day and I kept going on about it. And they said, just stop mentioning Billy Eilish all the time. But I was just like, did you see it? If you saw it, the way she held that audience and the way she had him going mm. and she's 17, 17. It just, it's just blow my mind
1: she's just been announced as the uh, singer for the new Bond film she's doing That's a new right, Bond isn't? song which 18 years old what yeah. what an accolade to, to, to have that uh, yeah. let's have a listen to the song it's uh, Billy Eilish and Bad Bad Boy Bad Guy, Bad guy.
0: sorry bloody you're on your tippy toes like no you so crisp
1: they got Bad Guy Billy Eilish, uh, song choice number two by Wes Butters. Um number three is quite an interesting one. What do you think of my name, by the way? What do I think of your name? Wes Butters. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you really
2: like yeah, it? Yeah, big fan of it. Because I only use Wes. I don't use Butters. Oh, oh sorry. sorry butters, but... No, 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 it's fine. No, I know that people do. Didn't have a, um, didn't
0: have a problem with it. At all.
2: Really? No, not at all. Wow. Where's, that, imagine, come, though, where's that come again? from? Growing up in Salford. Wesley Butters. <laughs> it's not it, it's it's a bit like um a bit like phil collins in it you know you, you see phil you go he's not he don't really look like a pop star and wesley butters or wes butters doesn't sound much like a, a, a I mean, presenter it sounds does it? like you
0: should be wearing a flat cap all the time <laughs> obviously but I know. That, i've got I've easy, I mean, he
2: has grown on me now but I, I do wonder whether i should start using butters on air but i don't i just use wes
0: when we um when we look at this third song and this is the thing that i i said to you before we started talking on air yeah what process did you go through to pick these songs? Because yeah. I've done this thing and I struggled with it and in the end I decided on, well, I'll pick my four favourite art, artists yeah. and I'll pick the favourite song, from one from each. Right. That's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. made sense of it yeah, in my yeah. head. So you've got The Smiths, yeah, Ellie Ailish, Billie Ailish, Billie Eilish, Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. That's her. Billy Eilish, bad guy. and <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Gershwin. I've got Gershwin, yeah. Let's, so uh, so uh, how have you selected... How have you selected these these songs? Oh, the Rhapsody in Blue
2: is is my favourite piece of classical music. I mean, there are, there are others. That's what, actually what I listen to when I go home, I listen to classical, believe it or not. Because listening to anything like hits, is too much like being work. work. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, I've got a, you know, a real love for classical music. But Gershwin in particular, I know it's a mix of jazz and classical, but uh, love New York, feel more than anywhere that Manhattan is home. You don't want to go there? I've been there countless times. I, I
1: assumed you picked this because of the movie director kind of connection at the start. Of the you know you wanted to be in, in movies when you, you left school.
2: Alan used it in Manhattan. Well, it's
1: been used in The Great Gatsby and a few other yeah, films and, yeah, and yeah, Manhattan yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but I, I
2: you know I think more than that, Gershwin uh, genius died far too young, and um, to, to mix all these different styles of music. It's just a beautiful piece. it can go on for 17 minutes. This is the Andre Previn uh, version, which I think is the best. Let's have a quick
1: listen. (laughs) And I assume that's been used in many films and many adverts. Adverts, Yeah, yeah. loads of adverts. My
0: um, my big one is Claire de Lune i oh, a massive fan, yeah, yeah. fan of that. Yeah. Yeah, it just chills beautiful. me out. Put beautiful. it on and you,
2: you just relax straight away. Well, the Andante from uh, Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue is just beautiful. I mean, I, I often think, oh, what, what songs would I like at my funeral? <laughs> but I'm Feeling
1: very melancholy. Are, are you are musical? Depressed? Do you play instruments no, at all? No, no,
2: I, I, I wish I'd play the piano. Uh, my daughter is a natural gift. My daughter Maisie's. <gasps> yep, going on 13. She's got a natural gift for playing the piano, or for any kind of music. But she doesn't stick to it. Right. She doesn't
0: stick to it. She got a piano. It's in hard her room. when you're a kid, though, isn't
2: it? You, I know, but it's that age. You know, I'm
0: not interested. And dad. then you well, don't want to be the the bully dad sort of I like know. forcing your kid to do something, but she'll regret it when she's older. Yeah, I know. And I you do. know it, don't you? I do. Yeah. She'll say, Gavin's why just why bought. You me down. Yeah, Gavin just you bought piano. You hasn't you?
1: How's, yeah. how's how's uh, your piano skills coming along? Have you learnt much on it?
0: It's hard. Uh, like when. Uh, K class was you, your first. You're song. Play, yeah, you play in right your right hand playing something, and your left hand stops. And then when oh, your left hand not, starts, your right hand stops. It's yeah. like it's mad. And I wish I'm doing the job that I do now. Yeah, I wish I could play an instrument. Oh, yeah, like the band some... that I'm in, they're all amazing, and I kind of like a bit jealous. But they yeah. put like pure graft in to get to where they are. Uh, the the final song you picked, Wes. Is
1: uh
2: <laughs> t- No, I was just asking out of interest. <laughs> <laughs> to, to
1: strangers, what you know, butters, what should I start using that or not? I still no, do decided. I, I see what I see where you're going now, and I'll just yeah, maybe just stick to Wes, it just sounds cool. All right, thanks. Like Madonna, it's like one my, word, my,
2: my suspicions. Worst yeah, yeah.
1: So the final song you picked is a TV theme tune, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Curb. your Curb Enthusiasm. So big I, fan? I'm a big fan of Faulty Towers, I love One Thing in the Grave, but uh to sum up my kind of humour. When I first watched Larry David, it was almost like uh, watching myself as an older <laughs> man, which I think a lot of people. I think that's why a lot of people connect to him because he just does and says what what we're all wanting to do and say, isn't he? Have you seen it? I've not seen good. it, sadly. Oh, so so I, I know, I and know, you know mean, I people know. People say I've not watched it. And you think what? We, it's we the should best have watched. TV. I should
1: have watched one last night as a bit of a. Oh, he's professional well, he's are you Have Series you watched it? No <laughs> Have you not watched it either? No <laughs> I love the way he
0: was, was giving me. away with me yeah. as if
1: to say yes I thought quite, I was going to yeah, get away he's... with
0: it but then he's asked me a direct question it's, I not Well lie, so. it's the
2: co-creator of Seinfeld and it's a sort of it started off I guess a bit, a bit like The Office a sort of fly on the wall what does the co-create he's made all his money now how does he fill his time uh, and he's a mix he is a mix of uh, Basil Fawlty and uh, Victor Meldrew right. there are elements of him but he, he, he does uh, he he confronts people and, uh, you know we all do it we're all in the tra- on the train or in the street or whatever or in a restaurant Great example when you're having your meal and you've you've been whinging on saying this is terrible. We're not
0: coming back here again. this is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I know what's coming. I know what's
1: coming. You know what? How's you know yeah, no, yeah, the meal? It's yes,
0: really it's very nice. nice thank yes, you. it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> Really good. Are ah, you all good? Ah, yeah, absolutely. Especially it. English people do that, don't they? So Larry is like,
2: no. Well, let me tell you, no. And then he'll go on and and Brilliant. just yes, come on. Oh, so cool. I just love the humour and I love the theme. I love the music, but the theme tune just
1: uh, for Let's me. Let's have pretty. a quick listen. Yeah, it's quite funny. We're going to have to watch one of these, aren't we? Honestly, you'll
2: love it. it. You'll love it. Just the music, it's so bouncy. I think we all start off the day, well, actually, I say we all, because my fiance Tish, (laughs) she starts the day quite grumpy, actually. I realise I'm quite an optimistic person. When I'm, when I'm with her because if you're in the if you're sharing a car first thing in the morning like driving to the train station or whatever she's the kind of no don't speak to me I need a coffee before I wake up I'm like good morning yeah. here we go come <laughs> on let's go and that music I think would play in my head cool <laughs> awesome choices very diverse
0: no I like that <laughs> a big that's, mix there from the Smiths wouldn't expected that any yeah. of those so um, that's cool
1: as always you surprise me with your little questions at the end well, of the I'm show well I'm
0: going to do the same questions that I've done on a few podcasts so <laughs> what are your top five crisps Oh God. I don't think I have got five fav- favourites. You're not massively into crisps? No. Why are we even here? I'm salt and vinegar. And that's kind of. To it. be honest with you, my five would be all salt and vinegar. Yeah, there's no point in having another. Yeah, no. Another I mean, it's, it's obsessed. Pack pickled pickle on your monster munch. Oh,
2: I am. I'm, I'm a big fan of monster munch. Yes, but
0: you can't get them. Yeah. In many places. No, now. I'm with you. And that, since they I went small, are you
2: still making them? Yeah, yeah they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah,
0: yep. yeah. Frazzles are like a frazzle. Uh, yeah. You always bring the frazzles. Uh, up like, okay. Next Let's question. Move on from that one. He's not into uh, hangover food. What's, what's, your, what's your game when you're hungover? Oh god! Which, I, I try. I try not to... you today. Seems like every day,
2: actually. But yeah, uh, probably uh, McDonald's. Something very stodgy. Yeah, yeah. V- right. It's got to be stodgy. To, to yeah, no. Yeah, I'm into I that. I try not to drink too much now. He says. After going out last night, but <laughs> and I do. only going out tonight <laughs> as well. You said before. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> I am, <actually. laughs>
2: no, I am. But uh, but I try. I think uh, the thing is now I'm a bit older and I realise that like three pints is my absolute limit. What? When I was younger, I was working for Galaxy doing breakfast in Manchester. And uh, after the show, when we'd prep the show for the next day, we'd go out on the lash all day and all night. <laughs> and then the next day, would crash back at the studio <laughs> and, you know, get up and do a show and be fine. Now I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. So um, I have three and maybe four.
0: Age and wisdom, that is.
2: Okay. Yeah, but I, like I say, I occasionally go over that. But the last, between you and me, the last time I did that, I had to take the day off work. Oh, hello. <laughs> Good job this isn't going went, out anywhere. I, I don't know why I'm to, looking over my
1: shoulder
0: and getting
2: see, see anyone, yeah. The boss, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cherie, I do that show with Cherie on a Sunday, Cherie Murphy.
1: Poor poor and Cherie, by the way. You hide behind trees and do all sorts of pranks on that woman. Oh, I love it, I love it. Well, she's funny, she's so funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, before Christmas, we had her, her family and my family all got together at her house and... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Good lad. That's good, um, though, was, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I had to take the day
2: off work the next day. Though I was sick. So sick I couldn't do the, do the show. Did you do your show. sick voice on the phone? I know, I got Tish to call up no classic. I always call I get Tish to call like my classic mates. I go Tish can you give me call uh, yeah. but I just couldn't move. <laughs> yeah.
0: so that's why I have to take it easy and I've got one more go for which it which I've thought of oh. which is especially for you oh. especially for no. you no uh, <laughs> I want you to give me and I, I want them in order as well so I'm going to be a real mm-hmm. arsehole about Headless. this yeah. top five British sitcoms
1: Oh, good
2: question oh my god
0: Um F- faulty Towers, uh, is that one? one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it one foot? Oh my god! Um, you missed a glaring no. one, which I'm 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 actually quite upset about.
2: Which one? Remind me.
0: Only fools and horses. No. Not your bag.
2: No, I I do like it,
0: but I'm going to put one foot in the grave first.
2: Okay. I'll put oh, one foot in the grave. Faulty
0: Towers. Then Faulty Towers. Isn't it mad that Faulty Towers is only like a 15, series, one series, fifteen, 15 episodes. episodes? What, Fawlty Towers? Yeah. No, 12. Was it 12? 12, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, so what, what, I wonder what uh, happened Two there. series. Got cancelled, Well, the...
2: the, the um, no, no, It's just that uh, he and Connie Booth were divorced. So by the second series, they were talking and friendly. Uh, awkward then. But it was probably a bit too awkward. Right. And Also, they did everything they wanted to do. Okay. So, so yeah, um, so One God. Foot, number one, Fawlty Towers, number two. I don't know, I'd have to look at a list. Um, Can't believe you're not into Only Fools and Horses. I no, don't... Only Fools and Horses is on there. Cherie was actually in that. Yeah, uh, you know you know the famous one where the Batman and Robin? Yeah. Yes. She's the girl uh, who's. She is.
0: Robin the, the woman. That's right. She's she's one of the yeah. the, the thugs, as it were. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed That, that sort of. <laughs> German, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Wes, uh, thanks again for coming on the yeah, show I, I today. I could not think of any more. you're, you're
0: struggling. On it. struggling well, give me yeah. some more Dad's
2: Army. Uh, mm. I'm, not, I'm not too keen. Oh, Blackadder. The Office. I like Heidi High. The Office, believe it or not, I've not actually watched. Extras. Blackadder? I've not watched her. There's a lot I've not watched, wow. actually
1: friends
0: <laughs> friends i've not watched uk it was it was uk, it was oh, was UK. It, right? okay was UK. So, yeah
1: <laughs> crikey well i think we're gonna wrap things we'll up, wrap it up. One, you've got work make one, one, one yeah. last quick question you've got an hour now before you're live on the air to to, to the northwest what do you do now for the next hour What's no, your... i
2: think you'll find it i'm live to the nation oh the nation sorry because <laughs> the show is uh, syndicated right okay so we're across all of Bauer's stations don't you know oh, yeah. uh, but also hits is national now it's not just manchester it was the old Key 103, but it's now gone national, so it's not just Manchester. It's it's all over the place. So, so got, what's
1: your preparation regime now for the next
2: it, hour? It's to figure out what we can say, but we just go through and see what's what people are going to be talking about on the way home. Try and give them a flavour of what you know. If you have been at work, what's happened, what they've missed, uh, find a few funny things to uh, to talk about. Okay. Do you so. take that and you try now, Does it take a lot of prep? You get in there and you've got you know roughly what you're going to do but where the show goes you don't know because you don't know who will text in or who will call in and it could just completely divert so that's the that's the beauty of of doing a radio show is you're very reactive so if you get a, if you get a text in it can go down that that route yeah. and, and and getting callers on i love i love uh, I, I used to ring
1: I used to ring you on Fridays on my way to work on my way to a wedding I used to ring you um do you, well, if you remember, remember
2: that him at all? was
1: I nice was I nice to you're you you're really nice to really? me really oh, yeah <laughs> do you remember him <laughs> no he doesn't no, I do. Yeah, because yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's why we're on uh, Twitter. We're friends on Twitter. We're friends on Twitter, yeah. Oh, right. Well, that's it. I think that's uh, another fantastic show, John yep. Gav. Thanks and very much, uh, mate. you can listen to Wes on the Hits Radio Network between 4 and 7, um, Monday to Friday. And it's always, always a pleasure. And thanks, Wes. Thanks very oh, much. Thank you, guys. Cheers,